What's up, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. Football is back. Real football is back. And so are we. We love the preseason. We don't care if they're overreactions. We're talking about it. We're also talking all things training camp and previewing another division for this season. Also recapping the first half of the F1 season. Got a little bit of hockey talk for you guys and all our normal segments as well. So thanks so much for listening. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. Show me a place I can buy it. Woo. But you priceless, superwoman, no sidekick. Dress game like science, girl, you all plus, no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly. And what is up, party people? No Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, joined by my co host, Haley Gemello, and our producer, Tyler. If you are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you are listening to us on whatever platform, like us, leave a comment, all the things. Um, welcome to our show. We usually started off with our high of the last week, low of the last week, and our hero of last week or our HLH segment, which is something good that happened to you, something bad that happened to you, and something unexpectedly good that happened to you just to keep it positive. Um, I don't remember who I started with last time. Let's Tyler go first. All right, Tyler, how are we doing and what's your high? We're doing good. Um, we're... College football is being chaotic again, as it usually is. Conference realignment drama, it's my high. I love it. Um, okay. There are rumors that uh, Oregon and Washington are on the move. Arizona might may or may not be on the move. Uh, Clemson, Florida State might be on the I move. I know. It's all I... just chaos. I can't. I don't know who to trust. I don't know what's right or what's wrong, but it's great. I love it. I hate all the SEC drama just because I'm an SEC truther. I said on the show last year that I hate the Texas, Oklahoma thing just because that's not the Southeast and you can't call it the Southeastern conference. If you're like not actually in the Southeast, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that if Clemson and Florida state move to the SEC. Well, the rumor is big 10. I heard Clemson to the SEC. I've been the words recently have been Clemson and Florida state to the big 10. Mm, which would yeah be, would be crazy it would I, I, I think it would make sense because florida or big 10 needs a school in the florida region i think I heard it's going to be either them or miami one of them i think will go to the big 10 yeah i heard clemson to the sec but either that would way make sense but also yeah. they already have the south carolina the carolina market i know i, I think well, that might be another big 10 School. You still have Auburn and Alabama in the same state, you know. True, but that's like that happened a long time ago. I, 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 know, I feel like but they're like, not gonna like everything's off the table these days. Geographics don't matter, no, yeah. Nothing names matters. don't matter. I think that they're just gonna have to rebrand as a whole. I don't think they will really rebrand. I think SEC will probably just be like how Big Ten, there's not 10 schools in the conference. No, they're like they just call themselves the Big Ten for whatever I, I think sec they might just drop it being an acronym and it's just called the sec now i am sad about this i don't like I it don't 
like Big 12's not changing. They're they're going to still be the Big 12, even though they've got like 15 schools now. They're inevitably going to split to like an East and West style anyway. Yeah, it's going to be AFC, NFC. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Yeah, I guess that's your high. It would definitely be a low for me because I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like high slash low. It's just chaos, but I, I enjoy the chaos. I know you do. Okay, Haley, hi. Um, my high is that Tyler came to visit last week and we had a great time. We had lots of fun and we saw Barbenheimer and Kendra just saw Barbie. So no spoilers for Oppenheimer. Are you going to see Oppenheimer? Is that next week? Yeah. Oh, you are great. Awesome. Mm. Loved it. Um, it was great. So we had a really good week. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, my high is that football is back, obviously. And two, my bigger high is that Tyler fucked up. Oh, I'm so excited for why. Yeah, as am I. Tyler rips me for our show notes, right? Wow. And and Tyler italicized his show notes for our football segment. I did that on purpose. No. Mm -hmm. I did. I wanted to keep it separate from division records is the is the title. I needed something to make it look different. Even if you did it on purpose, that makes you the biggest hypocrite because you are on our ass about the formatting of these show notes. Drag him. So I have to back him on this. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Tyler fucked up. I do everything I do is intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Good stuff. Okay low tyler doesn't have one and i am not shocked yeah no wait. i i couldn't think of one it's been like i guess work's been chaotic but it's fine because it's football season again mm. so like is this a first no i've had no lows before wow yeah. chaotic neutral tyler yeah there's just not much going on right now all right Haley. low um, Milo, I'm going to piggyback off of yours when you get to it. Um, spoiler alert season. Um, but, uh, not to go into it for our male viewers. I had the OBGYN yesterday at 845 in the morning and that sucked. Oh, so not a move. Yeah. But no, you know, we're the part of the power of Barbie. If you watch the film is that we can endure so dude okay if you're a male listener i'm not even sorry you're just gonna have to like skip forward like a minute tyler you're used to it by now skip 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 so sometimes like the equipment like the large tweezers that people like bartenders at like fancy bars use are is like the same equipment that gynecologists use for pap smears and the fact that you can just order that shit on amazon is fucking insane a wilder, um, a wilder comparison would be in the episode of SpongeBob where he thinks that Mr. Krabs is the robot and he has those like tweezers to pick up the egg and thing like that. Yeah. That's literally the vibe. Is it ravioli, ravioli, give me the <laughs> Oh my God. So that was my low. Um, and then Kendra, your low is also probably a bigger low for me, honestly. Yeah, my lows are that I am so sad that there's no F1 until the end of the month. Like, I'm glad they get a break or whatever. At least we have preseason football to entertain us, but I'm just sad that I won't be able to give the same amount of love to F1 when football starts just because of, like, the nature of 
football season. Like that just becomes our focus when you work in sports. It's just a thing. So that's one of my lows. And then my other low is that Love Island is over. Oh, buddy, you must be devastated. Shout out to our friends, Maureen and Clara and any other other Love Islanders out there. If you don't know, this is one of Kendra's favorite shows. What were your reactions to this season real quick? It's like the only thing I watch other than sports. I think that I've told (laughs) people before that I consume sports media every second that I am awake during the day. Like I don't- On multiple forms. Yeah. Radio, TV, social media at the same time. Everything. Yeah. (laughs) I don't listen. Yeah. I don't even listen to music at this time of year. It just, it is what it is at the gym everywhere. Um, so when I'm not doing that, I need something I don't have to think about. And the only TV show that I will watch is Love Island. And it's specifically the UK one is so good. And there were a lot of spoilers this season, but it was still really good. If I really liked Mitch, if you watched this season, I would never date him. I'm not attracted to him at all, but he was like the drama of the show. And it was awesome. Um, I did not like Ella and Tyreek. I loved Whitney and Lockin. I don't know how Sam and Jess won. And that's basically how I feel. Hey, the end. Uh, better or worse than last season? Um, Not as good, but still a good season. Last season was really, really good. Okay. Well, that yeah. gives me hope for reality television because we really struggled this season of Survivor. It was like the worst season I've ever yeah. seen. So. Survivor's back at the end of September. I think. Correct. So we can look so forward to that seven. now, Kendra. Shit. Um, yeah, well, you'll have another thing to be able to not have time for with all the sports that you're consuming mm-hmm. so great yeah the fall survivor season's always so tough for me it's usually the better one though i, I agree i know yeah yeah so that's my low tyler you do have a hero i do have a hero Our and boy it's Fritz. not ricky fowler it's not ricky fowler yeah for Crazy. the first time wow. in like seven weeks um it's our boy Fritz. Happy birthday to Fritz. His birthday was on the third. Uh, he got some watermelons. I saw that. What a king. So cute. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of back in on the Fritz lore, mostly because <laughs> I'm back still in on the Fritz lore. I'm still pissed about the fucking Jaguar Cup. It's the, never, the Cincinnati the Zoo. Zoo is canceled. Cincinnati Zoo is the best zoo in America. I don't think so. Isn't it the San Diego Zoo? No, I don't care. They don't have Fritz. Or Harambe. They didn't have Harambe either. Harambe was in Cincinnati. Yeah, but they killed Harambe. But not because they had to. He died a hero. Did they? He died a hero. I think too much time has passed. I don't think it's raw enough of an emotion for you to like remember how bad it was. No, and I'm a hippo guy (laughs) more than a gorilla guy anyway. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who would win in a fight? I think a hippo would a full-grown hippo in if if they're fighting it's in, in water. water. If, if it's, it's in water, water, yeah, didn't even have to be much water. But yeah, okay, we can discuss. Um, <laughs> my... A, my my brain's going a thousand miles right now on that topic. <laughs> what if like no, I can't say that. Never mind. Here we I go. think two gorillas would be <laughs> would beat a hippo. hippo. I agree, but one hippo would beat one gorilla. I think they. I think it would be a fight. I can't say who would win. It would be a good one. But it would be a good one. You have to say that who would, would win. Okay. Fight. All right. I'm gonna. You know what? Screw you, Tyler. I'm gonna go hippo. I win hippo too. What do oh, you mean? Oh well, you're a gorilla apologist, as you no, just I'm said. I'm not. So. I'm <laughs> team hippo. I know you're team hippo. I'm, I'm just team giving Fritz. You shit. I know. I have to agree. I think I'm gonna go hippo as well. Fritz wouldn't beat him. Fritz. Kendra, is, Fritz your is thoughts. An angel. 
I don't, I don't know, dude. You don't have thoughts? I, the, this is really fucking with my brain right now to think about. I'm kind of leaning team hippo, but at the same time, I'm like, it would have to be a hippo just because a hippo would never go to where gorillas are, but gorillas need water. Mm. In that shallow area is, is where it could get crossover? really dicey. Yeah, in the shallows. Yeah, shallows yeah, now. that's what I'm saying. So I feel like it has to be a hippo, but would a hippo go out of its way? If the gorilla yeah, they're mean, off, dude. Gorilla, I think we are we are conditioned yeah. to think that hippos and Tyler is at fault for his Fritz uh, propaganda. Fritz is but, an angel, but hippos in the wild are very aggressive and dangerous. They mm-hmm. kill like they're a lot one of, of the people most on dangerous, average. They may be. They, the most they're the number one killer in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hippos for against humans. I'm not sure how you, many gorillas. It's dude, been. I'm so glad. This is so sad, but not. I'm so glad that Fritz kind of lives in like a sick environment so he doesn't have to have ever have to kill anybody. That would be tragic. I, yeah. He's so cute. He's just him. a little lad, you know? Yep. He's just a little lad. Yeah. He's only All one. Right. He's just a baby. He, he's just a baby. <laughs> Quick Fritz talk. Fritz segment of the show. My hero is that one. Super Bowl on Nickelodeon. Unreal. I need Patrick Star calling the game. I need it. I really want to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl this year. So I probably am. I'm like, I'm manifesting right now that I will not be watching the Super Bowl on TV. But if I was, I would watch the Nickelodeon one. I'm going to have to agree with that. Now, my question is, is it going to be like the kids version of Super Bowl commercials? Are we going to have like, like Lego and like all these crazy, like great question. That is the question of the decade. Or when you buy this ad space, is it the same for both broadcasts? No, it can't be. Wow. It can't be. No, because they're different networks. Yeah. Different channels. So that's, Mm. that's a great question. Are we going to have these big budget kids commercials? Well, That's so now crazy. that like Barbies come out, I bet there's going to be so many kids movies that are going to advertise and stuff. Totally. I wonder. The issue yeah. is it's so far out. We may still be in strike territory. Mm, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, maybe because they would probably be in. They would have to start filming stuff like now. Or if it's an animated feature, soon, they're know. probably in the process of editing and that's all on hold right now so yeah yeah well, the evidence, for stuff that's already been shot it's just sag and the writers that are on strike right now editors are still working so like if something's already been shot it'll still be out or like being released but like nothing new is going on being shot right yeah now. so interesting yeah Haley, and hero you, you had another hero yeah, I'll talk you about the camp stuff. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to make sure you didn't skip over it. Um, no, you're good. My hero is Brittany Mahomes' tattoo artist. If you haven't heard, she got a tattoo on her ankle that is the sign for polygamy, and no one told her. And she recently posted a picture, and the entire internet roasted her for it, and it is absolutely hysterical. Wait, um, so what? Shout out to her tattoo yeah. artist for not giving her the heads up. That is probably my favorite NFL headline even though she's not obviously in the NFL, that's probably my favorite NFL headline of the year so far. Wait, I need to see this. 
I'm yes. shocked you haven't seen this, Kendra. Ew. Kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would you get that anyway? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. She the, Apparently, she thought it meant infinite love. Yeah, that's what she was trying to go for. Which, Fair. regardless, does... that's so ugly. So... Um, oh my god! It's a very thick tattoo. It's, it's so, so thick. Like it looks is, like it looks like when you so go to the boardwalk and there's like the little guy, the guy that does the airbrush tattoos. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks the like. The airbrush T-shirts. Yeah. Bro, yeah. well, listen. I have <laughs> shitty tattoos. Okay, so I can say this. This is not only ugly as fuck, white trash, but it is shitty. <laughs> and it means polygamy. <laughs> that's what it means <clears throat> so um i encourage you kendra after the show hop on the twitter sphere and check out some of the comments on this it is the absolutely X-sphere. hysterical yeah the x sphere so excuse me. funny um she got absolutely ripped which it granted she breathes she gets absolutely ripped on the internet yeah, but yeah. i think this one was kind of fair so wow also i changed my iphone background before this show to doug peterson and i tweeted about it and someone just comments on the tweet and the only thing it says is doug peterson Mm, (laughs) good good (laughs) correct that is yes that's the one oh man okay so we'll stick with the nfl stuff talk about a couple of things really quick talk about camp and then we'll get into this nfl quarterback tier list it's just another fucking clickbait situation but (laughs) whatever okay um Haley have you kept up with Patriots camp at all yes I have kept up with it a little bit um before the show we talked about I'm keeping up with it for like Haley DeMello reasons like the pictures of Edelman and Bill like just for the content per se not really getting super into I haven't really read a lot of like the analytical things of how they look and things like that obviously the Jack Jones stuff we talked about as a as a trio over the week but I've kept up with it a little bit, but probably not as much as I could have been, but just for the drama, you know, I live. Yeah. Okay. So I have like a bunch of things. One Zeke Elliott obviously visited the Patriots and I actually really think that he's a better option than Dalvin cook. Um, And it's mostly just because I think that he might be a little bit more affordable just because he doesn't have the pro bowl ties to him that Dalvin's had over the last couple of seasons. And on top of that, I think because the struggle with the offense at the moment seems to be the offensive line, which I think is a decent thing that you invested in Gasicki just because Hunter Henry can now kind of play that blocking tight end style. And we know Bill loves to run the two tight end system. So fine, whatever, not that he's the offensive coordinator now. I think that that's still just going to be a priority for other Bill, whatever, and now Mike Kosicki can go up and catch passes and kind of be that hopeful. I know that he hasn't had a good camp, but like hopeful, reliable, like big tight end guy with hands for him. But Zeke can block. And I think that that's something that separates him from some of these other running backs that they've had come in. Sure, Leonard Fournette can pick up a block too. But Leonard Fournette, I don't think is still in his prime in the same way that Zeke is. They've obviously both had a lot of injuries or whatever, but just because Zeke can kind of help pick up maybe some of those missed opportunities by the offensive line at times, because he can catch, he can block. He's fast when he gets into space, whatever he's experienced. He might be affordable. I think that that's an option for them. 
Um, and I think it's the best option that they have available. We'll see what happens. I know that he is not here any longer, it seems, but he did go out to dinner with some of the guys the other night. We saw him um, leaked at a table in Seaport. I don't know. I think that they need to make a move. You can't go into this season with all this cap space and expect to be competitive, especially in the best division in football. Yeah, I think that's 100% right. I think the thing too with Zeke that intrigues me is it's he's such a different player, I think, for the Patriots organization and the system that they've been running over the last decade, decade plus, like two decades, honestly. And those O-line struggles, in my opinion, as a longtime fan, have been always there. So I totally agree. We need to have some guys that can block and actually play multiple different aspects other than just running down and catching the football. So I think it would be definitely interesting. I, If you asked me last year if I would have seen Zeke to the Patriots, I would have been like, I don't know. But that's how it goes. Silly season, I suppose. No yeah. Pollard. <laughs> well, he also, like – he diversifies the run game from Ramondre a lot too, which I think is beneficial. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have two of the same style running backs, obviously. And I think that that would be a huge plus. And I think that because they're AFC, like it's a little, it, it, it helps the argument of him coming to the Patriots as little as you want to take that. I think that that matters. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think that that could be a good page, a good Patriots option. As far as the rookies, I think it's been reported and from the film that I've been able to see on social and on TV, whatever, Christian Gonzalez seems to be having a good camp. I know that the corners are like a big point of contention right now. I know that it's been reported by Alex Barth and a couple other people that it seems like they're going to be running pretty heavily with safeties over corners, which makes sense because of the depth they have at that position. Um, but the Jack Jones situation, I don't know if you saw yesterday, he, I don't know if he was kicked out of practice or I know that something happened and he left practice and came back 20 minutes later and did not go back in, but he was around practice. Um, I think that that obviously is a huge red flag that not only are you having off the field issues right now, but you might be getting kicked out of practice. I don't know if he threw a punch. I don't know what happened. But also like what's going on with his situation? How it's, I don't, I don't understand. So I just pulled up a report from CBS Boston from yesterday. Apparently what happened was he was yesterday in practice, just to backtrack. I'm not sure what the latest details are on his um, criminal situation. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that here, but this is just in reference to what happened yesterday. He was playing coverage against Kendrick Bourne during an 11, 11 game. And Apparently he flung off some padding that defensive backs were wearing on their hands before exiting the field. So he uh, was put up against Kendrick, didn't do so well and threw a little temper tantrum, it seems like. So got seemingly kicked out of practice. Um, I don't know. Seems like there were a couple of players that tried to calm him down and talk him off the field, but he got pretty heated. So that's the update there. And then I really don't know where we're at with the. I was, yeah, I looked into it and I just, it seems like nobody has an answer as to what's going on. So because I guess he made bail, he can just kind of exist at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, he pled not guilty as well. So I don't think he'll serve any time, which is crazy. Could you imagine if that was one of us? Well, yeah, he's in the public eye. But it doesn't these lawyers and it's so crazy to me. Like the fact that you can go to the fucking airport with loaded weapons and just 
because you're an NFL player, go back to work is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, we're recording this on August 4th and I haven't seen any updates online since June. So it pretty much came out that he did it. And then that's the last we've heard about it. And now he's throwing a temper tantrum at camp, which obviously like, as Kendra is saying, I think you should consider yourself lucky that you're not in prison right now. So maybe just like, Behave. Which the fact like, that you're in, I don't know, like the fact why that you're, are you in, gonna throw like you know throw your pat like what is up with that? I don't know. It just seems especially weird. because the fact that you are involved with the New England Patriots probably plays a huge fucking role in the fact that you are not in prison right now. Mm-hmm. So we know that you've had issues prior to this. This is not a first incident. Bill still took a chance on you. Mm -hmm. This somehow seems to be getting sorted out in your favor and you're still going to be getting kicked out of practice in the, like literally it's the preseason. Yeah. I would be really interested to see if anybody uh, at 98.5 tomorrow has any thoughts or was, I would love to know like the perspective of someone that was there, you know, Well, Zolak and Bertrand were there yesterday and were there when all that happened. And then I know that Felger and Maz are there today or Monday, maybe. Yeah. And they're, they're not ones to mince words. So I'm sure they'll give you a pulse into kind of what the vibe was, but yeah, it seems like from what I'm reading online that people just kind of want, it was like awkward. Like it was just like, Ooh, like, yeah, you know, so we'll see. Obviously like I've been getting a ton of news from Alex Barth. I've been listening to him. He's been mm-hmm. on with Joe Murray, all those guys. So they've done a, great job covering everything and keeping people informed i definitely am probably going to go down there at some point when it's not so pre-season-y we'll see it's definitely seems more dramatic than usual for the patriots preseason camp and i think that it's a tension that they don't want and i don't know how well that bodes for the team but do you think that there's a quarterback competition right now I don't know because we've talked about the Bill O'Brien situation and part of me feels like he was brought in to be like, look over here, we're going to fix everything with Bill. And there's totally not any issues with our quarterbacks competing against each other. Because as you saw last year, the fan base was even like really rallying behind Bailey Zappi and preferring him. I would argue in some games over Mac. So there is that element of obviously two quarterbacks competing in the NFL on any team. I mean, we're going to talk about Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, for God's sake, later in the show. But um, I don't know. I would imagine there is. I would imagine there. I don't don't know. Because part of me also, and we've talked about, you know, Alabama trutherism, wonders if if O'Brien would ever consider that or if he's sticking to Mac. I don't think that it's ever. I don't. I said this on Joe Murray's show the other night. So if you listen to me there, sorry, you're going to hear this again, but it's how I feel. I don't think that there's a competition at all. I think that it's Max job, but it's Max job to lose. Right. So I think that you have to give him, you have to give him a significant amount of time and they do have a really tough schedule, especially the beginning of the season that I think that if they go, Oh, and four, you still can't bench him at that point, unless the reason they're going Oh, and four is he's throwing three picks, you know, whatever. I think that that's the only way that you can do this one, because you already kind of kicked the kid in the balls last year, as much as I don't like Mac Jones, he's the better option right now. The only upside that Bailey has over him is his arm strength. That's literally it. That's the only upside max bigger. He's more experienced. Um, 
I think that he avoids the sack sometimes better than Bailey does. But I think that Bailey is just braver. That's the thing. He's got a yeah. Shot I would argue he's braver. quicker in the pocket too. Sometimes getting out of those sticky situations, where I think Mac sometimes is just freezes. He up. sits too long. Yeah, yeah. agree yeah. with that. Mac reads the field a little too long. I think. He doesn't yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. But um, you but, would too if Bailey, you had the Bailey old line from Alabama. Of, like you would read all day. <laughs> yeah, I think that does hurt him. But Bailey also, I think, struggles to read the field as much because mm-hmm. I just think he kind of just says "fuck it." sometimes I think that that's one of the reasons you know people love to sometimes bring up- that works but like <laughs> it's not always gonna work yeah people love to bring up the you know well they had a different playbook for Bailey Zappi right. when he was playing and it's like yeah, well, they had you a can. simplified one well definitely. no it's not they definitely took way more shots downfield and I think that it was because you can say what you want about them preferring him or whatever because of drama I don't really care I think that the reason that they let Bailey Zappi go out there and sling it in a different way than Mac Jones was because one, he has a stronger arm. He can throw further down the field and two, because he has a bigger set of balls that he doesn't mind trying to make plays like that and going out there and slinging it and being like, fuck it. You know, Mac Jones is kind of conservative at times, but he talks so much shit like his, the way that he plays football and the way that he runs his mouth do not coincide in the right way for me because everyone on like the field calls him the biggest shit talker, not only his teammates, but it's come out in articles. Calais Campbell, for example, I don't remember who wrote the article said that Mac Jones is one of those players that takes it too far. So it's not just his teammates that are saying this in practice. It's other people in the league. So absolutely your play in the NFL, I'm sorry, is not who you were at Alabama. So (coughs) excuse me. Um little uh a little time out there uh news just broke big big 10 is expected to add oregon and washington officially hey. yeah breaking news breaking, breaking news, news. Breaking news. <laughs> how do we feel about that i don't really it doesn't i really... love it personally i think it's a good fit for both of them um it doesn't really jerk me at all no no especially after the ucla and usc thing they'll have more people on the west coast to play um that aren't well, like flying across the country to play in Rutgers. That's a good point. I hadn't so, thought about that. Yeah, they're adding more teams over there to kind of ease in their travel yeah. requirements. Um, yeah. Which not just that. They're also really good teams, but I like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, not a ton of Jags camp takeaways. I think the Calvin Ridley looks sick. I don't know what's going on with this reported injury. Shefty tweeted the other morning that – the team announced that Calvin Ridley had a toe injury and then Jaguars reporters came out and said that that was false. He doesn't have an injury. I don't know what oh, this like a is turf here. toe situation. I've got, I think I've got turf toe right now. Been, yeah. Like right now. You've been working what? as hard as Calvin Ridley out there. No, but you know, I just, is that what you're insinuating? <laughs> yeah. And I think I just, so what like Calvin, we all get that situation. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's not nothing, anything to be worried about. It happens. Okay. Well, not to take any, okay. Well, we made it about you. We're just, we're both, <laughs> we're both suffering over here. Tyler's a doctor. Tyler is a doctor. So what do you, what do you think for recovery time for Mr. Ridley then Tyler? Mm, I, I've been with this toe for about two <laughs> weeks now. So two to four weeks. Okay. He'll be good you're, by the start of the season. You heard it here first. Kendra, your thoughts? 
Tyler summed it up perfectly. I have nothing. Yeah. Two to say. four weeks. We'll be good to go by the start. Rub of the some dirt on both it. Both of us. Yeah. We'll be okay. Um, that's my main takeaway, I guess. I I have such a hard time <coughs> with I here's the thing. I don't think there's a ton of controversy over who is making the Jags roster. So I'm not that or who's going to be playing. And I'm relieved of that because in a lot of my life, I've been like, oh my gosh, is this guy going to make the team and really had like preferences. But I think it's pretty clear to me who I expect to make the team, who I don't expect to make the team. I don't think there's going to be really any shocks for me. I, Do we that's have I any feel. reactions to Dabo at Jags camp this week? Um, I don't want to talk Dabo- about him. <laughs> I, I did it partially to trigger Tyler, but... Also, just kind of like they had pictures of him and Doug, like, broing out. So, love that for well, them. I mean, Trev and Travis, same draft, both from Clemson. Doesn't Davo have fall camp he needs to be at right now for his own team? What is he doing? Well, He's I think that... on the good old days. Yeah. I don't well, know. He needs it. Um, the I, comments were mostly that they were in the picture. They look really sweaty, the two of them. So. Bonk. How are um, your rookies looking? Yeah, great question. Any, How do the rookies any, any look? Rookies? I've seen good I, uh, feedback on Christian Kirk, who's obviously not a rookie, but I've seen good feedback from him. So... I can't even talk about how excited I am about Tank Bigsby because one, I loved him before this. Two, I think he looks incredible. And three... I just, I want to rally behind running backs right now. I want to advocate for running backs right now, just because what's going on is going on in the market is what it is. Doesn't mean that it's right. And I am glad that I have a running back like Tank Bigsby. Hopefully if this progresses the way that I think I it, it is going to, I'm glad that I can advocate for him. So I want him to be a star. So I bad just love because that your his name is back. so good. Yeah. You see, so good. If he is like a genuine star, one of the best names in the league. Kevin Durant he, could never. If he gets a second contract with the Jags, I'll buy his jersey. I love that. Um, I forgot what I was just going to say, so that's good. Is he the but, only standout rookie for you? Um, yeah, at the moment, I... I can't yeah, think of any of your other rookies, to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, Anton Harrison's like obviously our number one or, or our first round pick, but like I, because of the cam situation, I, I'm neither here nor there. It just, it is what it is. It has to be what it is. We'll see how it goes. It's not, it's, it is what it is. I'm just kind of numb to it at this point. I'm excited about him. I haven't heard a ton. I'm, it's fine. You know, I love to see that you are joining my pro running back team. I have been the running back advocate on the pod since I started back the running backs. Tyler's still not a running back believer, but that's okay. No. <laughs> um, we've had obviously a lot of news there since our last show. I'm just a so, realist. All right. I have a question for you both. And we, I guess this can kind of bring us to our hall of fame game conversation. Where do you two stand with preseason football in terms of the NFL. We always get to this season and I feel like the fans split. There's always the fans that get really invested and they really care about the outcome. And then there's the fan, oh, the preseason doesn't matter. It doesn't go to the season. Are you two that are for preseason, like putting all your cards on the table, playing your starters? Or are you guys kind of the, let's just fuck around and see what happens? 
I love the preseason because I'm a college football girly, but I don't want my starters on the field until game time at all. None of you. No, I yeah, think I'm kind the, of the same. I like to watch it, but like, I don't think these games really mean anything for mm-hmm. anybody other than the people that are on the bubble trying to make the team. What I think it should be is instead of having joint practices, you turn the preseason games into joint practices that are a little bit more physical. That way, I think that it eliminates injuries. I think they should go with the college football spring game model where it's just kind of like quarterbacks don't get touched. Coaches are like on the field doing like more coaching. They should be more like scrimmage practices than actual games. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like something a little bit less stressful, no injuries. Yeah. Like, sure, it's cool when guys go out there and make a big play, but it's like at what cost sometimes. Yeah. And I think that that would even eliminate potentially some of these preseason injuries that mm-hmm. we see. Yeah, um, that's what I'm like. It, it's always just injuries that happen. And that's how it's, I feel yeah. about the Pro Bowl. I feel very similarly. ACLs being torn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. Well, in the sense, in the sense that, like, you know, it's it's almost like for our entertainment, and then you see these guys get hurt, and it's like, no, 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 that's not, you know, that's not what we wanted. It's not. It's you know, it's not worth it for the entertainment value. I think, at yeah. least yeah. on the, you know, on the flip side of things. Um, but with that being said, we did have our first. I guess you could say we are now in NFL season. We have an NFL game quote unquote from now until February. Or a so football game from a football game and from now until February. Um Kendra. Everyone, I don't want to hear about overreactions. I don't want to hear about how these games don't matter. I don't want to hear about how it's people who are going to get cut and be working a different job in six weeks. Shut the fuck up. Let me overreact. It is what it is. I just shut up. I don't need you to tell me that. I fucking know it. Okay. But I'm going to do it anyway. Are you That's hearing all... the thunder at my house right now? No. God is saying yes, sis T. <laughs> it is so loud. Um, Dude. I agree. I love to overreact during preseason because it triggers everybody. I just everybody like gets so. Yeah. I mean, I like to overreact. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also a Patriots fan who are notoriously always trash in the preseason. Um, as we saw last year, they're trash in the regular season too sometimes, but that's okay. Um, so I like to just sit back, relax and watch preseason kind of unfold. I'm not really like super sided one way or the other, but I agree with Kendra. Let us overreact and let us tweet about it and get over yourself. I swear to God, if the first like attempt at a scoring play this season is a missed field goal, if that's an omen for the season, I am going to fucking lose my mind. It It also prevented people from a lot of fucking money in the betting world. Because the over for the Jets total was 16 and a half and they had 16 points in the first half and did not score again. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about our reactions. Obviously last night we're filming this on a Friday. So last night was the hall of fame game, Cleveland and the Jets never thought I would say we are starting out our season with a Cleveland win, but okay. Love that for them. Uh, Tyler, I was on the phone with this morning. Didn't even realize they came back. What time did you stop watching Tyler? Uh, I think I left work before the second quarter was over and I didn't turn it back on when I got home. Yeah, you've been a big advocate for the Jets, Kendra, this season. What, what were your thoughts kind of just on their look? 
I mean, I think that the Jets, one thing that they've done well is drafting and adding depth to their roster. Not only is their defense really good, obviously, because they have a defensive-minded head coach. They've made a lot of really good draft picks on offense. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is there now. I think that the depth that they have is really impressive, and I think that the first half was really indicative of that. And then afterwards, they kind of you know, we're a little bit more balls to the wall with the play calling, told some guys to go out there and make some plays. And I think that that's kind of what the preseason is for. And I think that they utilized that properly. Did it end in a win? No, but like, did you win because you figured out maybe a couple things about a couple players? Yeah. I thought that Malik Taylor, I think that he's been kind of trying to make a roster for a couple years in the NFL. Now I had no idea that he went to Ferris state until I looked that up last night. But he had one really good catch, and I don't know. Maybe he'll get a look finally. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I also love Tim Boyle. I don't really care. It's whatever. I just I think he rocks in his. I name love that take. I love yeah. that take. That's just I, so good. I tweeted let Tim Boyle cook, and it did not go anywhere. But I don't care. Um, as far as the Browns, I like. Dorian Thompson Robinson. He was the quarterback at UCLA that was pretty sick. He looked He's really so good. Sick. He he's looked really fourth, good. He's their fourth string quarterback last night. And I thought Is that he? he looked, I didn't even yeah, know that. I thought that he looked really good last night. So he even could, if who's there, who's behind, um, what's his face? Um, um it's Kellen, Kellen Mond. And Is he the back, Josh, Kellen the backup? And Josh Dobbs. Ooh, Josh, Josh Dobbs, Dobbs is probably the number Josh two. Josh Dobbs is probably the number two. Um, so say maybe Dorian could make the roster. I think he makes it over Kellen Mond. I think Kelamon has just kind of not worked out. And it's sad because I love Kelamon at AM. If he goes out there and plays like a couple snaps and like these other games, the way that he played last night, I think that there's some other teams that could even give him a look. He's just an athletic freak. Yeah. There, um, I, Dorian, I didn't say it at the time. I don't think there's that much difference between Dorian and the quarterbacks that were at the top of this year's draft like yeah they're not he's not as like well-rounded as like your cjs and your bryces but he's not that bad but he's i think that he'd be a better nfl quarterback than stetson bennett yeah theoretically not we even have, theoretically um, i just pulled it up well so- i just don't think either of them will be given like a fair shot because they weren't those yeah big name quarterbacks maybe they i will. don't know i don't know I don't, I, I think that he looked really good last night. I don't know what his development's going to be like, but yeah. his other teammate, Dimitrik Felton, also from UCLA, had some pretty decent rushes last night. He touched the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. So I thought I that he looked pretty. I think the Browns pretty... are going to run the ball a lot this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Looking well, at I, their, I think they um... should. I think they should. Because just... they, they did that before, what's his name, Cam Watson. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Um, they did a lot of running the ball before Watson came back. Then when Watson came back, they kind of tried to have him throw the ball and it kind of like didn't work out as well. So I think they should go back to a more run heavy offense. I just pulled up a blog from the Browns, which I would like to say this blog is called dogs D a W G S by nature. Mm-hmm. So baller blog name for them, I guess. Um, Deshaun Watson is in the first slot, obviously. Josh Dobbs is in the second slot. And then Mond and Thompson Robinson will be fighting for that third. It's likely yeah. they're only going to keep three. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's with the new rule. Yeah. With the new rule. That's right. The new rule, obviously. Um three. I think three, Dorian. Three. I think Dorian could easily beat Kellen Mond. 
Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I like him. I thought that he looked pretty good. And like I said, I'm overreacting and I don't care. Tyler, you had one other takeaway. I agree with this takeaway. He was just killing it last night. At least the first half. He was just hammering that ball. I thought I don't even know I don't even know his name. And we are a hunter and kicker friendly podcast, as Kendra will attest. I love Logan Cook. I don't even care. I love I love all kickers. I I know you just need to come out of the closet. As I I mean, it's it's okay. No, it's not. I have I've been out of this closet. Kendra's the kicker. You are the kicker gal, and I'm the running back gal. (laughs) I love kickers. Josh Scobie, goat. I still think I still think to this day Tressway is the best player on the Washington football team. And They're I've said commanders. that I've said that for years. Are they the commanders? Is that official again? I don't know. I really I want them to be the football doing. team again. I'm I saw someone tweet that it team. would be kind of iconic if these new owners went into a room and came out with the old not safe for the workplace name. Like just to like just to do it again. And I was like, can you imagine? You can't do that. <laughs> like, no. You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. All right. If you have been with us the last couple of weeks, we have been previewing all the NFL divisions. We decided that we are going to do the AFC West last Whoa! week. <laughs> this one was not fun. I don't know about you guys. I was not super thrilled about this one. What did you think? It was pretty vanilla. Did you guys have the same one again? Do we, Tyler? I don't know. Um, oh, no, you don't. No, you no, we don't. don't. Okay. We're all different. Broncos. We're all different this week, which is great. Okay, so Haley, walk us through your division order. Yeah, so I'll go first. Also, um, if you guys can see, I'm wearing gray on gray today. So really dressed up for the pod in my outfit. Um, I have Kansas City in the first. We all have Kansas uh, City. We all have Kansas City. Let's division. get it out of the way. The script, they're good. They're incredible. They have been to the Super Bowl, like probably more times than I can even probably put in my head right now in the last like 10 years. I think so who's, uh, who's, I have a note. They who's been, your number? <coughs> Kansas City's number one for three me. of the last five. They've won the division. One, two. <laughs> yeah, three of the last five. That's what I was trying to say. Um, before I continue with my record with my order, I didn't do records for this one. I know we do sometimes, but I just didn't do it for this division. I have this quick stat that I found last night. All four AFC West teams, the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, have by 2023 won this division 15 times each. So this season will be wow. the first, you know, the first one to break 15. So that's just something I thought was a cool stat. I just I thought that was really interesting that they're all tied for 15. I have Kansas City being first in the division. I have the Chargers being give, second. Give me your number two. Just your number two. We'll go that way. Okay. Second, I have the Chargers. Why do you have the Chargers too? I have the Chargers. I think they've made a lot of, I think we've talked about like, I'm a big on paper roster gal. When we do these talks, I think that just on paper, the Chargers look good. I am still a little bit sus about this whole Justin Herbert situation. I don't know if we've even recorded since the Justin Herbert thing came out, but I don't necessarily know. I feel very similar to the Daniel Jones deal. Like just the way the NFL is going, obviously these deals are going to be so much more money, et cetera, et cetera. Is he worth that much money? I don't really think so, but 
I'm interested to see. Um, I don't know. I've always just kind of had a soft spot for the Chargers. And I just, you know, I feel bad that they play at the same, the, you know, the whole situation. So I have them. Second. I do not feel bad for the Chargers. I know. All. I know that's a bad take. I know that's Tyler. Why do you have the Chargers too? So I actually really like them. I think they've got a really good roster. I think they would have been better last year had they not been so injured. And there's a, there comes a point where you just keep getting all these injuries. I don't know how you fix it, but I'm hoping they don't. I I was almost talking myself into the Chargers winning the division. Really? Really? The, the Chiefs have won the division since 2016. I think there's gonna there things need to change at some point. Water's gonna find its level. This could be the year. I don't know. I'm a coward. I didn't predict it, but it could be. Um, and I, I think the Chargers, if they're healthy, could be better than they were last. That's year. the key. Because I think they've only improved on paper their roster. I should also state that I'm a huge Brandon Staley fan. Like I I'm love not. Him. That's the reason that I don't I have that. I love him. I'm sorry. That's it. That's probably I why I put them at two. I really felt with this division, honestly, swear to God, that Chargers, okay, maybe more so number two. And Kendra, you can have your input after because I know you're probably you hate Brandon Staley. So but I feel like this I division. Him. I think this division was more for me like Kansas City won. And I felt like any of the other three teams could like it's just kind of like I don't know the Raiders are gonna be really bad yeah Raiders are gonna be really bad which is really triggering because I'm still coming off of the absolute massacre that they handed to the Patriots last season that's fair so, but okay Kendra who do you have as two sorry I have the Broncos too and it's literally strictly just because one I don't think that Sean Payton can talk that much shit and not come out here and kick everybody's ass. Okay. Like if you, I said this on Joe Murray's show the other night and I do mean it. I think that that was just him covering his ass in case that this team shits the bed again. He can be like, well, it was so bad. Like I need a couple of seasons, you know? Mm -hmm. And on top of that though, I do think that he's a really good coach. I think he's a difference making coach. This roster isn't as, I don't love the roster. That's why I don't yeah. like that's a, that's why well. I don't like it either. I don't love the roster, but the thing is, I was that thunder. Is that lightning? Wow. wow. Sorry guys, I'm gonna put myself on mute when you talk so that doesn't happen again. Wow. <laughs> I'm quiet. Go ahead. My thing is, I don't love Brandon Staley, and I think that Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. Yeah, but he hasn't won anything. And until he does, I'm not going to believe in him or this team, unfortunately. Like, if he proves me wrong, this team, I have I have the Kansas City Chiefs making a huge regression this year. Do I think that they're the best team in this division? Yes. Do I think that they're the best team in the NFL just because of Patrick Mahomes? Yes, it's a quarterback league. And when you have the best quarterback in the league, you're going to be the number one team to me. I'm sorry. It is just, it is what it is. And their yeah. depth is pretty decent. They got worse, but I think that the chargers, if Justin Herbert can make that step and actually fucking win something and Brandon Staley can stop being a dink. They're the best team in this division the next couple of years. Yes. Yeah. I really like, I, I'm in the boat that, yeah, Justin hasn't done it, but I don't think he can't do it. I disagree. Just kind of like I, I, more, I do agree with you. Yes. I'm just kind of like my look at him is more glass half full. I believe that he can do this. And I do, do too. It. 
but I do too. I just don't know until that moment happens. And I really see that like big jump. I'm just, I'm not going to believe in him in the same way that I do. And here's the thing. I don't want to compare him. I'm going to compare him to his peers actually. And it's not just a a Trevor Lawrence thing. This is just the first thing that I think of Trevor Lawrence in the Ravens game last year. You saw that switch happen. That's when they went on that huge, like seven game win streak into the playoffs, whatever that switch. I just haven't seen completely turn for Justin Herbert yet. And I don't know if it's a Brandon Staley issue. I don't know if it's. I kind of think it might be uh, off. I I think it's an injury. I I just keep going back to the injuries. That offensive line was tattered with injuries. Yeah. I think it's a similar issue to what we like, what we've talked about with some other teams where it's kind of like a shit sandwich. They have all these injuries. I, as much as I love Brandon Staley as a person, I think he's very, very flawed as a coach, especially as a head coach sometimes in making those tough decisions and those tough calls. I think that when you consider a bunch of different things that have happened with the Chargers over the last couple, uh, last decade, honestly, it's like there's a couple things that have yeah. piled on top of each other mm-hmm. that have contributed to what's going on. But I agree. I think that they can totally pull it off. Yeah. I think your point about Sean Payton's solid too. I love Sean Payton. I love him as a coach. I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league right now, just from a, not necessarily from a numbers perspective, a winning perspective, but I think in terms of the way he thinks about the game of football, I think that it'll be really interesting to see what he brings to that team. I agree about the point where him talking shit, honestly, I have the Broncos last in the division because of that. I think that they really just like, screwed themselves over because I just really struggle with teams that always go into the preseason. Like, you know, we can really do this. Like we got this, like, this is going to be so we, we're picking up the shit that you left here. Like, I don't like that look at all. Didn't think it was a good look. And no. I think they might've played themselves. Yeah. So I think that if the chargers can get out of their own way, they're clearly the second best team in this division right now. And I think the next couple of years, as long as one of these guys like Joshua Palmer or Jalen Guyton can step up in replacement of Keenan Allen's inevitable departure. I think that they're the next team in this division. I love That'd their be- wide receiver room. Me too. Quinn Johnson. Yeah. I, I, I've, apparently, I've heard he's doing really good at camp right now too. And I, I think he could, be like a big time wide receiver. In the oh, league. me too. Yeah, me too. But he's already kind of filling a role on that team like that. I mm-hmm. think that if you can get one of those other two younger guys to step up when Keenan mm-hmm. Allen has to step away, they'll continue to be good there. It's just almost one of those situations where I see that they're going to have maybe some cap issues down the line. You can't pay everybody. Yeah, um, yeah true. So I have the Chargers as my number three, just because I'm I'm not positive that they can get out of their own way. But when I see that, I will be a Chargers truther just because of the depth on their roster that they've created. I just really do worry about Brandon Staley at times and Justin Herbert's ability to make decisions at times. Mm-hmm. Um, who you guys both have. No, you guys have. I have ones. my three is Denver. Uh, kind of just because like, I still have questions about Russell. Me like, too. Was Russell last year bad because Hackett? Or is he really just washed? If he's really just washed, they could easily lose this division and be one of the worst teams in the league. Because yeah, the, the rest that. of that roster is just not as good. But I think if Russell can find Seattle Russell again, they could 
I, I have them going. So I did overrunners again. I'm over on Kansas City, over on Chargers. I have them around even, I think, what was it? Um, eight and a half wins. I have them hovering around seven to nine wins, probably. How <laughs> short do you think Russell Wilson's leash is? It's got to be short, I think. If, if I were in charge, if I were Sean Payton, it would be a very short leash. But at the same time, who's their backup? Jared Stidham and Ben DiNucci. I don't think Jared oh, Stidham shout is that. Out ben, friend of the program. Ben about ben. Yeah. I don't think that Jared Stidham is that far off from the Russell Wilson that we had last season. From the one we had last year. But yeah. the Seattle one is like the oh, idea yeah. of Russell is like the Super Bowl. But... Oh my God. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer if he doesn't tarnish his legacy like yeah. the way he did last year. And I think if he comes out and has a bad season again, hang it up. Oh, don't, yeah. 100%. Like, just Done. stop. Quit while you're ahead. I do think it's worth saying something that they brought Joe Lombardi in as their new offensive coordinator coming off of the Los Angeles chargers. And I'm kind of like, as we come off our conversation about Justin Herbert, is that, what do you guys think? Do you think that's better for Russ? I'm in the party. I'm going to be hundred percent honest right now. You can clip me. I hope you're wrong. Like I am. I hope I'm wrong. But I think I'm on the Russ is washed train. Like I've been on that train. Like I, I don't think, like I think just looking at the Geno Smith situation last year and just everything that came out of that whole, the whole situation, I just don't see it for him. But yeah. I could be wrong. I just don't see it for the Broncos. And that's why I have them last. But what do you think of the offensive coordinator situation? Do you think that's better or worse? So I have a couple comments. The only thing that I think is going to help Russell Wilson this season is the fact that he doesn't have a rookie head coach. He has Sean Payton who's telling him, you don't get your fucking office. You don't get your boys in here. This is football. Yep. Be a football player. 100%. I think that that's a positive for Russell Wilson. But I do have a conspiracy theory that ties in about the offensive coordinator situation, but from a different perspective. I have a feeling that the Cowboys, they do have a really good roster, but Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator that I think should have gotten a head coaching job this offseason, took the same role for the Chargers. And he's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league. So that makes me think, is it just that the Chargers have something incredible going on? And I, I just thought about this yesterday after I kind of had made my decision about the division, which I think does make me feel a little bit better about the Chargers. But is it that Dallas's situation was so bad that he felt the need to take the same position with higher taxable income in California? Or is it that the Chargers, he thinks, just have something incredibly special going on? Well, to be fair with you, I think I would also rather live in Los Angeles than Dallas. I don't know. For, for, for me. I don't think I would. I, I would. I don't know if I would either, to be honest. But my other, yeah. I I'm guess a beach just, guy, though. I, I, love a, I love a good beach. I hate the city of Los Angeles. I also hate the city of Los yeah, Angeles. Live Tyler has never it. been, and he thinks that it's great. And I have told him multiple times that it like is Malibu. not. No, Tyler, you don't have you ever sat to. in LA traffic? No, he hasn't. I've tried no. to explain this to him. And like you hate Nashville traffic. And Tyler, listen, I, I don't want traffic, to... period. I if in my perfect life, I'm not driving anywhere. On you my hate own. Nashville I'm traffic. I'm having a driver. And Tyler, you also get super spooked out by homeless people. And I'm here to tell you in LA, sweetie, it is like five times what they have in Nashville. It's you do. no, There's but it's not like anything you've ever seen. Like it's it's different in LA. LA I, is different than when people make you. My money. vision of LA is I have a lot of money. 
living there. No. 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 But no, that's the only way I would move there is if I had a lot of money. And if I had a lot of money and I'm moving to LA, I'm not dealing with any of that stuff. I'm going to have a driver. I'm going to be living in a place away from the homeless. I'll have security. I'm not worried about any of it. Yeah, I have absolutely no desire to live in the city or around the city of Los Angeles. Me either. Um, But I think that does speak to, I think more so than where he wants to go. I think Kendra brings up a good point. Is there something on this Chargers team that was more attractive? Justin Herbert. You could argue. But the other thing too is, I think it speaks also to the fact that they were like, we're going to bring Kellen Moore in here. Joe Lombardi, you can peace out and go to Denver. And I think that that might benefit the Chargers in the long run and put the Broncos at a disadvantage. I think in all honesty, what he probably sees is a higher ceiling for the Los Angeles team than it than he had for Dallas. Because like I mean, they're, they've been very stagnant at Dallas for the past several years with um, Dak Prescott. He hasn't really achieved what people thought he could. And I think he probably sees more potential in Justin Herbert than he did in Dak Prescott. Yeah, but it makes me feel like he doesn't want a head coaching job because he was the he next guy, but he was the next guy in line to be the head coach probably of the Dallas Cowboys because Mike McCarthy is a fraud. And you also got to think about the ownership situation. He probably has like a bad taste and like, no, oh, Jerry could do whatever he wants. He could get rid of me in a second. Maybe there's more security or he was offered more security with L.A. I don't know. It's kind of a, well, what is really going on situation for me? Um, Haley, why do you have the Raiders over the Broncos? I have the Raiders over the Broncos because a, I think they played themselves. I already am convincing myself that the Broncos are going to not improve at all from last season. I I think Sean Payton obviously will bring a level of improvement, but I don't know that it's going to be enough. Um, I think that Again, like I mentioned, I'm still triggered by the Las Vegas game last year. Um, Garoppolo, as we've discussed at length, is just so injury prone. I think their roster has taken a lot of hits from the last. Like, I just don't think that they. I'm that so sorry. Crazy. I'm no, so I sorry. Like it. I, live, I live right by the ocean. If you don't know, I live like literally right near the ocean. So when the thunder comes through, it is crazy. So I apologize to all of our listeners if you could hear that in the background. But yeah, listen, I I understand that Garoppolo is always injury prone and I'm always going to make excuses for him because he came out of the Patriot system and blah, 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 blah. And he's Italian and handsome. And I can't wait to see him in tight white pants. It's going to be so awesome. And I think that is the only reason I have them in third. I think them in Denver, honestly, either one could be third and fourth. I don't have a lot of high expectations. I've never liked Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of men don't, which I find very interesting. Completely awful. I think that his salt and pepper hair matching his uniform makes him sexier. He's so sexy. (laughs) I'm sorry. The the Raiders aesthetic. And I'm not even into athletes, but he's handsome. I also need to preface that I think that if (laughs) this is so Haley DeMello coded, but because the Raiders organization is now in Vegas, I think I'm rooting for them a little bit more obviously than I was in Oakland, even though it's literally the same organization and the same team, because when they were in Oakland, they were like number one enemies of the NFL. And they still are like that franchise. It's the same franchise, but they're in Vegas and we love Vegas. And so I don't know. I just kind of hope they do well. And I love Jimmy. So I don't know. 
I was a Raiders radio intern. So you know what? Open oh. forever. So I'm probably setting myself up for um, absolute heartache, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on Josh McDaniels as a head coach. I because am curious I think in Kendra's thoughts. That's going to be a big discussion point at the end of the season. I think it's going to be a big discussion point all of the season. I think it's going to be a big discussion point. In the fact, he may season. not have. Well, they might not really afford to fire them. I that's I don't know. Apparently, don't know. the Raiders organization has some financial issues, but well, because of the John Gruden out, situation. If they can figure that out, I think he may be one of the coaches to lose his job in the middle yeah. of the season. I, wow, yeah, in the middle, agree. you think? Sometime in yeah. the middle of the season. Yeah. Damn. Could you imagine, dude? Brady's an owner, so it's like imagine if Brady is the one oh, to like be, be so involved. Like <laughs> oh. the the Raiders is a New England so Patriots. Like this whole thing is like a worst nightmare scenario because I love Josh McDaniels and I am my heart is breaking because it is just so obviously not working. Where? I'm and a I, Patriots fan. I know. Where? <laughs> And they all, they, everybody's sucking now. So that's yeah. where I am. Very sad. Very sad. Okay. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts before we get to your QB tiers, Haley? Um, I just wanted to say Raiders, surprise, surprise, Caleb Williams lottery. I have, to, I have to mention con. it every week. The long, the long con. con. I'm going to mention it. It is all about Caleb Williams. Every division is going to have somebody in the Caleb Williams lottery. You should come up with a list. Yeah, can, wait, do we have your official prediction? I already forget. For Who what? For where he's going. You already called it, but Tyler I forgot. Tyler said the so, Lions could take no, for him, no, and I, I said think that that I is his hottest take ever. I said That's, I wouldn't be upset. Uh, I don't think they will. I, I think the Lions <laughs> win the division. But the idea of Daddy Campbell tanking anything is laughable to me. No, I just, over that I'm man's saying, dead body. I just, for the record, I do not think the Lions. Would do it. <laughs> I wouldn't but be upset could. if we ended up with Caleb Williams. No, I don't even think they could. I just wouldn't be upset <laughs> if we ended up with Caleb Williams. Okay. Um, but anyways, the the Raiders, I think they're going to be very bad this year. And I think them and Arizona are my two that like have the best chance of getting Caleb Williams. I would say the entire NFC South. Yeah. That's how I feel about the NFC South. I was doing taps. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Arizona, the NFC South, the Raiders. I um, like my Washington. The Packers maybe. I think the the Packers. Packers are going to be ass. Yeah, they could be. They are. I don't. I don't want to put that. They into are. So I. I can't. I can't have Caleb Williams in my division. Um. I also like I your point, Kendra, will, about Devonte, because I agree. I just saw that. Uh, on Devonte. I don't. I don't remember what I said. I think he might be on his way out. He's gonna hate his life, is what you put. In the notes. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's gonna totally. Yeah. Hate his life. I, I thought I saw life. behind the scenes he was looking for a trade, but I wouldn't. Be okay. Surprised. So, my dark horse is obviously the Broncos. Haley, I don't think yours is really a dark horse. No, no I have the Chargers. The one. Yeah, yeah I think if it works one. for them, it works. But mine is kind of like, I wanted to do Quentin Johnson as my dark horse. Okay. I think he's going to have like a really good rookie year. I, I think that he's going to be, yeah, agree. I hate, I hate Bijan Robinson, that he's just going to take rookie of the year from me. All of my good like predictions, they're not going to matter because Bijan's just going to run the ball every play. 
I like Bijan. Whatever. No, I mean he's great. I love him, but like, I think we should exclude him from Rookie of the Year. Um. Okay. I. I just have the Chiefs making the playoffs. The AFC is too tough. Maybe the Chargers or the Broncos if things go really squirrely. What about you guys? I am going to go with the Chiefs, obviously. I'm going to go ahead and say that they clinch and clinch home field while we're at it because that's just how it goes, doesn't it? Um, And I'm going to go Chargers with the second spot. I don't think we're going to get a wild card from this group. I, I know either. Tyler disagrees, but. Yeah, I just went for fun. I, I said Denver's going to get in there too for funsies. Okay. I'm also no longer making any comments about wicked cool highlights that I'm really excited for because of the Miami cornerback situation. So okay. I will not be saying how excited I am for certain players, but I agree with Tyler. Quentin Jackson's going to sit. Okay. Um, all right, Haley, you're. QB tiers you wanted to talk about? Yes. So we did have a uh, post that went up this week that I wanted to kind of bring up on the pod, Tyler. I don't know if it's going to be possible for you to show, perhaps, um, for the YouTube we'll for see. the YouTube folks. Um, this came from the Game Day NFL, um, and it was a tier list of the NFL quarterbacks from both the NFC and the NFC. I'm sure you could find your own tier list for each individually. The, the one the Athletic did. That's yes. not the game day. The game day just reposted it. Okay, not the game day. The game day just reposted it, but it is the Athletic. Um, and just for some reactions. So tier one, we have Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert reactions, comments. I'm in on Justin Herbert. Um, I'm not in on Justin Herbert. There are five tiers. Okay. There are five. I would. You're telling me that Justin Herbert is better than Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, Tyler. No, I think they should also be in the A tier, but you can't have that many people in the A tier. Why not? There's no limit because you cannot. The I was not only- given a limit. Oh, there's four tiers. Excuse me, not five. This yeah. was generated by 50 NFL insiders, which were eight GMs, 10 executives, 10 head coaches, and 15 coordinators. So these are people that know ball. And, okay, tier two also fucked up because Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson do not belong in the same conversation with Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Kirk Cousins in tier two. The Deshaun Watson in tier two is insane to me. Kirk Cousins above Jared Goff is insane to me. They're the same quarterback. Now, do you think they are taking solely NFL performances into consideration? Because they can't be putting Watson at two, can they? They have to be taking Here's the thing, too. So tier three... Same tier, Kyler Murray and Tua. That is not. I think it's just a stupid tier list. I, I, think, the, I think the moral of this segment was that this is a really stupid tier list, and I wanted to get your guys' reactions, but I can't believe that they would even like publish this. I mean, it's mm. obvious. Like, not, well, I guess well, it makes sense for them to publish it for clicks, right? Obviously, we yeah, talked about I that. I was going to say, but, it's all about the clicks. But I think, that it, that I think it's very gonna... interesting in telling that this is from 50 NFL insiders. It's not some fan-generated list. It's not it's some... It's the athletic. Yeah. Yeah, it's the athletic. So, 
I just, I don't know. I thought they that charge you 10 bucks a month for this. I was very happy to see Trev in tier two. I think that is deserving. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and Justin Herbert, and I'm flipping Jalen and Lamar. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree and with I'm that. And I'm moving. Sure. I could agree Dak. with that. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm moving Tua up to. Or no. I moving... put tier three. I don't know if Jared, I'm, moving... I'm bringing to tier two. Jared and two, I'm moving tier two. I think I think Jared's the second best quarterback in the uh, was it the NFC, AFC, whatever. They're is. NFC conferences. Let's uh, run through. I think he's the second best one behind. They're the uh, NFC North. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen Rock. He's, he's, the uh, NFC quarterback, quarterback suck. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Can you two run through tier four for me? Give me your reactions to tier four. Um, where's my um i think that these are all people deserving of tier four i agree (laughs) yeah i think that tier four is correct so with that being said what do you think are the 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 state of these teams going into this season of the tier four teams yeah i think that kyler murray needs to be down here in tier four yeah i would agree um because i think that and you know what like jimmy's good when he's good but he just hasn't been healthy in so long i do think tier four is correct outside of kyler murray i think the 49ers are fine i think that they're the one team where i'm like well yeah like brock purdy doesn't really matter i you think Kenny put Tannehill Hill in tier three yeah okay i think he's on i think the he's bubble. he's on the bubble for me between yeah same i think kenny pickett's also on that bubble of going up from i think four Derek to three Carr's for me. on that bubble too personally okay uh baker mayfield stinks Desmond Ritter, I guess, is expected to be the starter in Atlanta, and that's Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I think that yeah, this Jimmy is Garoppolo right. Jimmy would be on the bubble on the bubble of three and four. I well, just the the wow, just the first three tiers really fuck me up. Yeah, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway from this list is that we look at these teams that are that are in tier four. Particularly, I look at the Falcons, the Packers, the Steelers. These are teams that in our lifetime were known for their incredible, maybe not the Falcons, I'm Matt Ryan, but uh, obviously you had Aaron Rodgers at the Packers and you had Ben Roethlisberger at Pittsburgh. So I think it's going to be interesting to see these teams that, as Kendra mentioned earlier in the show, we talk about the importance of a quarterback in this league and the ability to make or break their, their team with that. And I think that for a lot of teams that, that position could really shake things up this season. I think we're going to see some really cringe performances from teams that we are used to seeing really great performances from maybe in yeah, the last Green five Bay years. Specifically. Yeah. They're going to be wild. I think Green Bay is going to suck. Like potential. Yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah. Potential first pick next oh, year. So what are our thoughts there? I... Caleb Williams to Green Bay. I don't want to put that into existence. But, <laughs> I yeah, I agree. I, I agree, but I don't like it. I'm going to be pulling for anybody else. Anybody else. That's why everybody else. else is the long con. I yeah. think it's going to be whoever loses the NFC South, the Packers or the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals is going to be rough. I, I think Raiders are healthily in there too, in that conversation anyway. Maybe yeah, I think that. Yeah. I just think Raiders are just gonna be bad, like especially if Devonte Adams. Especially if Adams is out. 
Colts could be in that conversation. If it's so bad for Javante. I didn't even think about that really until I saw Kendra write it in the notes. And I've just been sad, like for the last day, like thinking about it. <laughs> like, the poor guy. What's he uh, there with uh, the his Super boy? Bowl. That is an absolutely crazy take. My the biggest overreaction from last night Super is Bowl. the Jets are going to be trash. And I'm sorry. I can't the wait. Jet- no, the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> No, the Chiefs are not repeating, dude. They're not I good think enough. They might. I think they might. <laughs> all right. That was my that was my QB tier segment. Thank you all for participating. That was a little fun and different. Just figure we try it. I have one NFL or NHL note, and it's that the Bruins fucked up with Jeremy Swayman's contract so bad. I want to literally die. I have been taking inventory, by the way, about a point that we brought up on the show when I first started coming on about the ownership differences and the city of Boston's differences in their reactions to how the Bruins make moves and the Celtics making moves. And I've taken some inventory on some friends, some family, and I think that we are correct with that, Kendra. I think that the city of Boston in general trusts the Celtics leadership to make better decisions than the Bruins leadership. And I think that that's valid as we've seen Every time we've come out with something about the Bruins, I continue to be disappointed. And I'm just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing in the off season. It's very frustrating. And the city of Boston is not super happy with them right now. And I don't know, bro. It seems like they're kind of coming at it from a very, and I listen, I know this is professional sports. There's a lot of money involved, but I'm getting the vibe from the Bruins front office. And this is because they are owned by a company, right? They are, their ownership is a company, Delaware North, if you didn't know. And they just seem to approach things with a much more business and, and money-driven reasoning, but it doesn't make sense for the betterment of the team and the playing level that these players are, are giving us or lacking thereof. So I don't know. I was disappointed with this Wayman thing. I know you love Sway. So I just think that he deserved to be offered more than one year. I agree. And they lowballed the shit out of him. I agree. And they're going to act all shocked and sad and confused when he leaves and the fans are going to be pissed and you could have kept your future here for a really long time and you chose not to because it's not Linus Allmark. And I don't care if you think this boosty kid's going to be good in Providence he's your future. You've done really well running the two good goalie tandem invest in your future, especially if you're serious about saying you want to take this turn and move on with these young guys. I think that that's going to be huge when it comes down to the captaincy situation. If they give it to Brad Marchand, I don't think they're serious. It should be Charlie McAvoy. And that's how I feel. And that my friends is the T I agree with all of that. So yeah, and I don't want to hear anybody say that Kendra doesn't know Boston sports officially. Like I just, I'm so tired of that fucking argument. Like girl knows what she's talking about. She just summed up the Bruins off season situation better than a lot of people I know that were born here. So I'm so tired of that shit. Sorry. Quick rant. Shout out to Um, my boy Tom Wilson. He's staying in Washington. Yeah, our guy. Let's go. I hate Tom Wilson. My boy. (laughs) He's literally my favorite hockey player. I fucking hate him. He's your favorite Mm -hmm. hockey player? Yeah. Of all time or just right now? Of like the modern era, yeah. Interesting. That is a fucking wild. That is so crazy. That's clip it. Clip it. 
that the Washington's they, fan. What do you what do you want from me? Of all he teams, sucks. of the modern like, as era. a person. <laughs> I think he's a great guy. He was nice to me. I've met him numerous times. Okay, flex on him. Okay, flex insider. Him. Okay, he used to work for the team. All right, flex on him. Um, I have some PLL notes before we talk about F1 for an hour. I think that the league is kind of going through some shit. Um, they're in Baltimore this weekend, but I think that the same way the running backs are dying in the NFL, the face-off is dying. Connor or call Connor Farrell, call, Connor Farrell is not on the actor. I know. I really, I messed those two up. Connor Farrell is not, and has not been on the Chrome game day roster because of the new shot clock rule. Like the face-off just doesn't really matter as much. And I think that it's changing the game and I don't really like it. So RIP milk. Um, that's all I have. To, I don't like the shot clock. I just, I want, I want make the face off great again. Um, Kevin Brown wrote an article as well about how the Chrome are choosing to send Dylan Malloy into the pay uh, to the player pool. And I just don't understand why this is a question over. Like I, I get that Brendan Nickturn helps the team a lot, but he's not around because of his, military obligations and he also wrote in this article that i guess he's not expected to play in the pll next year because of military stuff like deployment or whatever and i'm sorry but like this cross ferrara kid sure he won them the game in week one and he had a really good week last week but i have not seen him do anything at all any other time the entire season so i'm just kind of confused how you have this like proven player that I guess that he asked to be sent into the player pool, which is important to know. And that he, they told him that he'd have a roster spot if he wanted. He just wants to play more somewhere else. I'm just confused by so Like, I think that they're being fair to him. I'm just confused by some of the decisions that are being made. And um, there was some conversation on lacrosse Twitter yesterday about how just it's crazy that if you've watched lacrosse at all since the league started, that Miles Jones and Sergio Perkovic are on the reserve roster which is just insane to think about if you follow lacrosse um but those are like kind of my big takeaways i'm just confused as to like the chrome in general and like what the state of the league is right now just because with the shot clock edition like so much stuff is changing and i'm not sure if i like it and i'm not sure if it's the best for the game but those are the decisions that are being made and i my job is to sit here and question them if i don't think they're working out so that's what i'm doing um this week like i said it's in baltimore which is like a hotbed for lacrosse i think that the pll is doing a lot of cool stuff for it um not a ton of notes i'm just gonna give you guys kind of like one thought about each matchup archers are playing the atlas i know the archers are sitting at the top of the table i'm just still not sold on them being a championship team um and i'm still gonna take them though just because the atlas are terrible and i don't think that they're meshing i've said this for weeks now the way that i think that they should um the whip snakes are playing the chrome i'm embarrassed for the season that the chrome are having i don't know if it's coaching i don't know what it is i really don't um it's that we but... liked them going in that was well, that, that was that. Roster... i think we really blew the chrome out of like their roster is just so much better than this and they had, I like, agree. a championship favorite for like the beginning of the season and they their just uniforms like, are sick <laughs> I just don't know what's going on so I'm gonna take the whips this week they got Matt Rambo back last week so I think that their scoring is just gonna kind of kick the chrome's ass this week um woods chaos taking chaos I'm just existing on their vibes alone and 
surprisingly the cannons are so good and i don't understand how you lose the best player in the world and lyle thompson and are like kicking ass and if you're in on the lacrosse lore one of the players that's really stood out is chris aslanian on the cannons and it's kind of crazy because he was like in and out of the player pool for a while he was on the whip snakes last season for like a cup of coffee and now he's with the cannons and like it's he got picked up towards the end of last season or the season before i think it was the end of last season and just has been like a huge difference maker so i think that that's something really cool about what's going on there um but i'm still gonna stick with the water dogs just because they're you know i think the better team on paper so maybe not necessarily the hotter team, but they're the better team on paper. So I'm rolling with that. Um, yeah, those are my lacrosse notes. I have a couple of F1 questions for both of you just to kind of catch up since we're halfway through the season. Do you guys have any major thoughts or takeaways of the first half other than Max's domination? No, yeah. I think that, or why don't you go ahead, Tyler? You go first. You no, know, I was just going to say, I think we just give the championship to Max and call it a day. I think that they should just give the trophy to Max, but let everybody else race without him. Race for second place. Yeah. Get a nice, a fancy second place trophy. Put Nick DeVries back on the grid. Move Danny Rick to Red Bull. Call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of love that. I listen. I don't know. I don't know what it means for, for F1 in general to see Max doing this well in the sense that like you look at some of his, his interviews and he's talking about the state of F1 and my guy seems bored. Like with how well he probably he's doing. Is. Like, and so the question then becomes, is he gonna be one of these drivers that you know extends into IndyCar, extends into endurance racing? He's really into endurance racing. So, you know, I wonder almost if he's gonna kind of pivot to becoming the first driver to achieve a championship in all three. I think that that would be something that would be huge. NASCAR too, and beat everybody in NASCAR just for fun. So I've heard that that's, that's something that people close to him can see him doing in the future. Um, which in, in the sense of what Kendra's saying, I think that would only benefit the grid because we just wouldn't have him there. Obviously that's for a couple seasons away going into the next half of the season. I think he's going to continue to dominate. Like you said, I don't know. I, I look at these teams. I look at the top three right now in the driver's championship. We have, Max with 314 points. The next closest would be Sergio Perez Checo with 189 and then Alonzo with 149, which I have to say, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I always make the Brett Favre argument. Okay. Sometimes I think people need to just learn when it's time to go. I continue to be impressed by Fernando Alonzo. And I think that it's kind of baller, even though he's kind of a dick that he is number three him. in the draft. I think it just shows the ability that that guy has to be kind of like the old dad of the grid and be in third place. So credit to so him. That's actually my prediction for the second half of the season. I'll give you my big takeaway in a second. But my prediction for the second half of the season is that Checo is going to start to feel the pressure and probably perform pretty well. And I think that Fernando's going to take a step back and just not be able to get the most out of this car. And I think McLaren's going to have a really strong second half. Yeah. I think Ferrari is just the big question mark. Like there's promise and then there's fuck ups. And that just seems to be the forever cycle of what's going on yeah we talk (laughs) i talk all episode about playing yourself right ferrari is the definition of continuing to play themselves and i am a ferrari fan 
Um, so it has been very difficult this beginning half of the season with, you know, the pit stop complications, the miscommunications between the paddock and Charles. Uh, yeah, I know you love Sans, but the way that he just kind of goes balls to the wall and says, fuck it to the plan and just does whatever he's going to do. Like there's just no unity really in that team. And I, I get really nervous. Listen, I thought they were going to be a top three constructors championship contender. And now I'm like, I don't know. It could be McLaren. McLaren's sneaking up there. So I, I don't know. I, we can talk about the whole Charles and silly season situation too, but I, I think that Ferrari is going to, I think they're going to have to really overhaul in the off season, not in this break. Obviously they don't have the time, but there's something wrong in the foundation of that team that is becoming a detriment to their success. But what about Mercedes too? Because like, I'm starting to think that Toto is getting very frustrated with his decision in George. Yes, I would agree. Um, I am rocking the Toto merch today. I love Toto. One of the things I love about Toto is that he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And we've talked about not only from just a fan perspective, but right, Tyler, working in production, the amount of cameras that they have in the behind the scenes areas, the paddock, you know, the garage. So you see Toto pretty much throughout the entire race. And I think you nailed it right on the head. The word I would use for him is frustrated. He's very obviously frustrated with what's going on right now. I think, listen, George, I agree that maybe he hasn't stepped up to the plate in the terms of what the car is and what he can get out of it. But listen, George is tied with Charles at 99 points for sixth place. And Lewis is in fourth with 148. So I I think that he's frustrated that, he has two good drivers, right? And then he's got this car and they're still fourth and sixth. And he's not been able to figure out what is going to get them to the top three. I think that's what's frustrating him because he's always I, this guy with an answer. And I think yeah. this time he doesn't have an answer. The car is clearly having problems. We've kind of seen him and Lewis bicker a little bit, but I think that his biggest issue right now is George like he's had quite the fall off over the last couple of weeks I agree and I think that he's just young and dumb at times and you know that was it was he was Toto's decision yeah 100% that's got to add some level of pressure right like that was my call I and like that's the thing too it's like I feel like Mercedes isn't as cutthroat as Red Bull at times but it's it's F1 like people are dying to come up and like it just it is and Mick I I don't know. I'm not a Mick truther, but there's always that option. Um, Do you guys have any hot takes for the second half? I think that McLaren is going to make a big jump and come in third or fourth. I think, you know what, Kendra, I'm thinking so too. I'm looking at the constructor standings right now. So for those of you who don't know, F1, you have your individual driver standings and then each team, they combine points. And that is on a separate tier or separate ranking. That's the Constructors' Championship. So Red Bull, obviously, is way in the lead. They are 503 points. They can't lose it at this point. They cannot lose. They are up by 250 points. So that's insane. Um, Mercedes is next with 250 uh, in second. Aston Martin is in third with 196. Right behind Aston Martin is Ferrari with 191. And then you have McLaren with 103. But I think that if you bring up a good point too, this is a culmination of the entirety of the first half of the season. If we're looking at the second half of the first half of the season, right? The last couple of races, 
and we're going with that information going into the second half after the break, I think McLaren definitely has the momentum. And I think it's Ferrari's and Aston Martin's momentum to lose at this point. McLaren had a great sprint and a bad race, but I think that the comp the friendly competition will also help them get further. I'm going to, my big prediction is that they're going to come in fourth by the end of the season. I think it's definitely a possibility. I think everything after that is pretty much, uh, pretty much off of just looking at Alpha Tare. He's got three points. Alpha yeah. Romeo well, with nine. Well, they should have four, but Yuki had a point taken away. Oh, yeah, so wh- what are your thoughts about Yuki in the second half of the season? Now we have Daniel Ricardo in his uh, the second seat, or, you know, the other, there's two seats, and that's you know Do you think he's going to feel pressure? Do you think Yuki's going to stay with Alpha Tari next season? What are your predictions for your boy? Here's the thing. I think that a lot of people predicted that Daniel Ricardo coming to Alpha Tari was going to be bad for Yuki, but I think that it's been the best thing possible for Yuki because he's been able to show how much he's actually getting out of that fucking car. Okay, you know, like Daniel Ricardo, sure, did his last in in F1 go the way that a lot of people expected it to? No. Has he been one of the best drivers at times? Yes. And he's an experienced driver. Sure, it's been a minute. But when you're put in the same car and Yuki is, you know, pushing for a top 10 finish and Daniel Ricardo was pushing for a top 10 finish in his first race, but last week was nowhere to be found and still finished at the bottom in his first race back. I think that that says about a, a lot about what Yuki's doing to get the most out of the car, but the issue is always going to be who is willing to take on his attitude. Yeah, definitely. I listen, I love Yuki. Like you being a huge Yuki fan has kind of rubbed off on me now. Like I kind of He's live just for him. Funny. He's just hysterical. He's adorable. And you know what? He is so passionate about racing. And I mean, they all are. But he is one of the more emotional ones. And if you watch Drop to Survive, you can kind of see that. And um, even with all the, the things that he struggled with, he still leads Magnuson and Sargent. Sargent is at the bottom of the grid with zero points uh, alongside Nick DeVries, who's obviously off the grid now. And Daniel Ricardo, just coming on, still has zero points only after two races or one race. Um, Kevin Magnuson, two point. Like, I just think Haas... Williams, Alfa Romeo, they're all in not a great spot. So I'm wondering if we're even going to keep both drivers for some of these teams. Yeah. Well, that was my next question. It is silly season. Do you have any predictions? I hate to say it, and I know Abby is going to be so sad, but I don't see a way that Williams can continue with Sarge at this point. Duh. Um, huge L to the Americans, but it's just not really working out and it's kind of cringe. Um, I also, I just want to talk about this because we don't talk about it enough because it's obvious that he's going to stay, but it is so ridiculous to me that Lance Stroll is still with Aston Martin and I know (laughs) his dad owns the team and blah, 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 blah. But like, it makes like, that is nepotism at its absolute finest. And he's not bad. Like he's ninth in the driver's rankings, but he's not good. And his he's teammate, never had a podium. His teammate is Alonzo. Like Alonzo is carrying that team right now. And it's just kind of cringe. And I don't know. I don't find him to be very likable. I don't know how you feel about him, but he just kind of gives me the ick. Maybe it's because I feel like his dad got him a job 
So I don't know, but I would like to see him go. Not going to happen. I think the other one potentially on the outs. Let's see. We got Zhao four points in the season. I think Joe, he yeah. be on his way out. Uh, Zhao. Yep. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Bottas, uh, Bottas with five points. I mean, Battery Bottas. Battery Bottas. And I think that Fernando Alonso is going to retire. I, and I think someone's taking that spot. I just, I think it could be, here's the thing. I feel like Lance needs a number one driver and the only person. Cause it's not I, him. <laughs> I know, but it, the so only person I'm like, I can see it being is Alex Albon, but he's not a number one driver. He's a number two. I agree. I think maybe Lando would be interesting. I think Lando would be I don't think Lando's going to leave McLaren. I don't think he is either. I think that in the, in the sense of what you're talking about though, right. Of needing another driver that would be that number one. I feel the same way about Alex Albon that you do. The only driver I feel that could do that in my opinion, that is not Charles Leclerc because I don't want him to leave is uh, Lando, but I'm also riding so hard for Lando coming off his last couple of weeks. I could see Checo taking Fernando's spot. Interesting. And I could see um, maybe Lando moving into that spot. That's the only way I think he leaves is if he goes to Red Bull. And then maybe I could see Alex Albon taking Lando's seat. So you think Checo will race next year? For Aston Martin. Okay. But he won't retire. He's no, I think Fernando Alonso is going to retire. Okay, yep. That's cool. that's my that's my hot take. If you followed that, <laughs> no, I did. I did follow that. I was. I've been thinking. I've been considering a Checo retirement as well, though, with the amount of family things he's got going on and the fact. That I would he, love if Checo retired. Are you kidding? I know. That's why I'm like. That's kind of like the best case. If Alonso Christian and Horner Checo retire, will not put up with Yuki Tsunoda. No way. Absolutely not. Which might be the best thing for Yuki. I think Lando would be so sick on Red Bull. I think that I would feel be like that's awesome. the only way he would leave McLaren. Yeah, and then but then we again we look at Mercedes too, and I think about Toto and the kind of principle that he is. We got Lewis and George. I don't see Lewis retiring. Um, I don't see Lewis leaving yet. I think if we have a similar season next year maybe he considers his other options, but I think he's going to stick with Mercedes for next year and they could very well get rid of George. I would, I, I would love to see Alex Albon in the Mercedes again. So that would be, be, I love Alex Albon. I'm going to say that right now. Like I love him. I find him absolutely adorable. I think that George could definitely move, but I, there's no shot. He goes back to Williams. The thing is, I don't think Toto's going to put up with drama. He wants everything to be as easy as possible. And that's the only reason that I think that he would prefer Alex Albon over someone like Lando Norris. One team we haven't talked about yet is Alpine with Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Obviously Alpine being a French team, they have two French drivers. I think that's something that they like. I don't know with 35 points and 22 points respectively if that's a team, you can keep both thoughts on that. 
I love Esteban. I like them both. Well, I don't really like Pierre. I don't like I don't Pierre. like Pierre. I don't like Pierre. I don't, like I don't know Pierre. why I, I almost said that. I don't like Pierre at all. I find him to be actually very unlikable. Me too. Um, and I, which is funny because I really like Ocon. Like I some love people Esteban. are, so, some people are so quick to be like, oh, you just don't like him because he's French. I'm like, that's not it at all. Like I love Esteban. He's so like he's nice. I get the vibe that Pierre is really mean. Maybe it's his face. I don't know. But or the there's fact something... that he is 27 and dating like an 18 year old. Yeah, he just gives me the ick. So I guess I would like to see him not be there. But like, also, I don't really know. Because I feel like Pierre Gasly is like, he is a quintessential F1 boy. Like he's like, you know what I mean? Like in the in the way that he's just, the air about him is just like, he kind of belongs there. So I don't know. Maybe not. But um, again, Alpine needs to either <laughs> change something up because it's not working for them. Also, I don't know if you saw the rumor that Charles has extended his Ferrari contract. I did see this. And I, I hate to say that I called it, but he has such a passion for Ferrari. Um, a personal one beyond professional. Um, and when that is the case, I think that you're willing to put some of those frustrations to the side. And I hope that they pay him back for it by fixing the problems that are causing those frustrations, including a principle that can effectively manage this team. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Ferrari can stay the same. I just don't know what makes sense that gets better for them. So let me, let me pose you with this. So uh, there's been talks obviously about Sans leaving Ferrari. I think that's more likely, obviously now it's almost either he's going to stay with Ferrari for the next season, or we're going to get a new driver in that seat. Who would you see in that seat coming to Ferrari? Do you think? That's such a tough question. Because right. I'm like- Cause I think that's a little bit trickier and it's so interesting because all those other teams, we were able to be like, Oh, so-and-so, but when it's Ferrari, it's almost different to it's tough because of Charles age. Okay. Mm. Because like he's young enough for me to consider him one of the younger drivers, but also he's your number one driver. So you don't want someone who is older or more experienced, but you also don't really want a kid. Exactly. It's almost like you want someone just like him. You want to duplicate Charles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can't put Pierre in that spot. You can't. That would not go well. Esteban in that spot. The only person I can see maybe being that person is Oscar Piastri, but Aston Martin, That's interesting. I mean, uh, McLaren. McLaren's not going to let him go. Yep. So it's like, I, you're not going to put anybody that's, I just, I, I don't think I you know. can put Alex Albon in that car. I, yeah. That's, it's just an interesting question, right? Like when you look at it, it's just, I don't know. George. Yeah. I mean, he does fit the pretty boy standard for Ferrari. (laughs) Ferrari fans probably don't want to hear that, but he's kind of the only person that I'm like, maybe. Yeah. If you watch F1, let us know in the comments who you think would go with And they can't swap because Toto's not going to put up with Carlos. No way. (laughs) No way. There's absolutely no way. I'm trying to think, let's, let's consider that then too, because what other principal is going to put up with Carlos? It's not going to be Christian. It's not going to be Toto. I mean, he can I try it like with I Zach. Can... Zach's not going to let him pull any shit, you know, like I can he's see been able Carlos to get away with a lot. To Haas. Mm. Until Audi arrives. 
Let's go. I just found out that's not happening until like 2026. And I was sad we did get a it. car reveal though, which is super we exciting. Did. The car looks so sick. So I think I Joe think... Guan Yu's got to go too, but I think that yep. they're going to replace him with an F2 driver. I don't even think it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. Haas at the bottom is really a tough look. 14th for Hulkenberg and Magnuson at 18. I think they could both retire. Yeah, I think they both need to retire. I think we should. But I think totally that they'll be replaced that. by Checo or an F2 driver. I would be down for a Haas renaissance. Okay. We also have one other thing before we get into our closing segments. The Nashville track for what, 2024? Is that when it is? Was... Yeah, I think next year, maybe. It sucks. I don't it's I don't even terrible. Know what that is. Like, is that IndyCar racing? It's, I don't IndyCar. Know. it's the IndyCar yeah. final, like the yeah. final race of the season. What a what a track, though. What a terrible track. Crazy. That's it makes no sense. Someone on Broadway is going to get hit. It's just all straights and then one hairpin. <laughs> It's weird. Understand it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any other racing sport notes? Nope. Nope. We're, okay. uh, we're bummed that no F1. Sad. Okay. Tweets of the week. Tyler, no tweet. Nope. Mine and their is... exes of the week. Thank you. Oh, I Perfect. thought you meant like ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends. I was like, no. hey. I was no. like, who's your ex X's. of the week, Tyler? <laughs> um. Anyways, Zeeks, if you will, mine is that the Twinkies account tweeted that they are putting meth in Twinkies. I'm going to need some more. Con- we got to unpack. That's that. all they tweeted. That's yeah. it? We're putting meth in Twinkies now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Were they hacked? I, no, I think so. I think it's just a social media thing. Mm-hmm. Let the summer intern have the wrong password. Mm-hmm. I was going to tweet about the intern, but I thought that that would be a low blow. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I love really? when brand I love my interns. I love when brand Twitters just go off the rails. Wendy's is my favorite Twitter. Wendy's is a easily. great Twitter follow. Yeah. Um, really, I'm trying to find a tweet for you. Yes, thank you. It's they went crazy it. with the replies too. I, I do like that they were replying to everybody. Uh all right, Haley, I just sent it to you. Thank you. Um, I'm also so curious about the second question, and I really hope it's not what I think it is, but I know that it is, and I'm literally so gross out. I also have one other tweet of the week, and it's that I tweeted that I got new running shoes for the first time since I was in college, and I had at least six men ask if they could buy my old shoes. Guys, that is so fucking gross. I don't know why you're not telling it to them. I am. Oh, you 300, are? 300, 300 bucks. Great. Selling my old shoes, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah I have old shoes too. If anyone wants I to also them. have old shoes. I have new shoes. You can my buy them. My feet were in them. Yeah. So, Haley, I could probably put a deal together where he would buy both of our old shoes. A package? A bundle? Oh my God. Should I message this guy right now? That's so funny. He's How, me like what this. if I'm like 500 and you can have me and Haley's shoes? <laughs> That's a good deal. That's a great deal. <laughs> where is, is this he guy? getting is name? he getting your old game day shoes though he, he's getting my old like trainers oh yeah those are nice mine are all kind of good we'll figure it out um anyways my tweet what is yours is uh obviously like i said earlier tyler was up visiting last week so i took some time from home and then i was back in the office this week 
Um, and I walked in and um, to several people, I said, hey, bestie girl, because Kendra is my best friend and she says it all the time. And I have just adapted it and thought that it would be appropriate for work, which it's not, but it could be. And um, I tweeted about it and Kendra responded with a text to chain with who was that your boss? You sent that to to her boss uh, who asked her to do something and she replied slay. So slay. And he had no idea what it meant. I just that made my whole week. I laughed about that to myself the entire day. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was my I can't find this guy. Oh, and it's well, driving okay. me insane. Oh. That's OK. He doesn't he doesn't need my gross shoes, but if it's anyone's not OK. Let me know. Um we have gone we always I feel as though when we go away for two weeks we have so much to talk about this episode we are I, I would say the tea is overflowing in, yeah. in what we've missed in the past week so I'm gonna bring up um just two things really quick and then I'm not gonna like talk about them in depth if you want to look them up you can find a million articles on them the Ariana Grande drama and Lizzo crazy stuff if you haven't heard about it look it up absolutely wild i'm not going to go into it because i know our audience probably doesn't really care um but gen z is crumbling they are falling apart right now everybody that gen z knows and loves is showing themselves to be uh, a human being and not exactly what they thought so um thoughts to the gen z generation i instead want to take Haley, the time we are gen z yeah i was gonna say what am we i are gen z are we yeah I'm we're gen z no I'm you're a millennial no, you're a millennial. Kendra. No, I am Gen Z. I'm the you? first year of Gen Z. You're the first year. Okay. Well, the younger Gen Zs. What are what am I thinking then? What are these like? What gen is that? Gen Y? No. Sure. What is these like the like the current the, the kids now, you know? Allison, I don't know. TikTok is is just afoot right now. Instead, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Women's World Cup because we are a sports podcast. Um, I don't know, Kendra, how much you watched. I watched a couple of matches. This was my closing thought. I've watched almost all of the games on repeat. So yes, we can talk about this. Oh, I'm so sorry. I never scrolled on. I got up thoughts. at 3 a.m. to watch that game. Did you? I bet I bet draw because I refuse to wake up for it. Um, and I want a lot of money. Thank you very much. It's funny. I Tyler. think I've watched more games th- without the, the U.S. team. I think I've watched more. Oh, same easily. Yeah. Um, so couple big takeaways there rip germany tough 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 didn't make it into the sweet 16 Haley, i think your mic has disconnected itself oh no either that or you're just too loud and the auto suppression something wrong freaking out is it definitely her microphone yeah well that's awkward well that was better that was better Okay. Anyways. For a second. <laughs> now it's not. It was. It's not. Well, it's telling us to wrap it up. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Mic issues. But Women's World Cup, Kendra, give us your thoughts. Uh, if you aren't watching, please watch. It's one of the most well observed women's tournaments in all of history right now. There's great viewership behind it. The city, uh, excuse me, the country of Australia has really showed up um, for these women and they're playing some incredible soccer. So, Watch it, Kendra. I'm still rocking with France. Yeah, France. France looked nasty. I'm very disappointed in the United States women's team. I know that was your closing thought, but talk about it, Kendra. 
I just (laughs) talk about it. I just think that they look as young as they are. I feel like they've definitely could use some subs that they haven't used in a lot of these games. It feels like they're just not playing to win. They're playing to not lose. Megan Rapinoe hasn't looked great. Um, I just am confused by some of the decisions. I know it's a young team. I know that there's a lot of injuries. I'm, it's just the first time that we haven't dominated. I'm okay with it. It's whatever. We're learning a lot. We're hurt. We're young and experienced. I just think that the coaching and a lot of the sub, like substitutes that have been missed have been like dire. I think that they could lose in this round. I think if they don't lose in this round, they're going to lose in the next one. It's not our World Cup. I've been rocking with France since the start, and I'm staying rocking with France. Yeah, shout out to Morocco as well. First ever non-European or Western team to make it to the 16. So congrats to them. That's super awesome. Uh, you had a tea party that I skipped because I'm a jerk face. So let's go back to you. I have two. Jim Ursay saying fuck you to Jonathan Taylor, but let's get this fucking 53-year-old whale into the ocean. Insane. Jim Ursay is giving kind of, he gives me kind of like Dale Dimmodome energy, like evil. Yeah. Or Doug Doug Dimmodome. Dimmodome. Yeah, like he's got like this kind of like you don't mess with my business kind of like don't mess with Texas attitude. Yeah, and um, he's kind of a villain. Yeah, kind of a kind of a Bond villain, if you will, or maybe a Batman villain. He's just uh not a very nice guy, seemingly. And my thoughts are with Jonathan Taylor and his family because uh I would want out of that situation too and show love to our running backs, please. Thanks. We have a guess. No, that's crazy. Doug Dimmodome, because I do believe there was a scene in Timmy Turner where he was like bringing a whale to his Dimmodome. Yes. I no. feel like I'm picturing yes. that. Yes. I, yes. I, made the I, best like connection of all there time. That might it. be like the perfect connection. I did Oh it. my God. That is. I have Mercy is Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dinsdale Dimmodome. He is. Yeah. I've had that like thought in my head, but never said it out Because you can loud, like picture it, the whale. Yeah, it's like being like lowered or something, and Doug yeah. Dimmodome's there. Yeah, maybe I'm. It's like a Berenstein Bear situation. Your but. second tea party is iconic because I was just talking about your hatred for this man yesterday to one of my friends. Jackson is on some shit right now and really wants. I to be on love the him so much. <laughs> Hello, hey, um, hey baby, we miss you. Other- Tea party is that more Urban Meyer news somehow keeps coming out. <laughs> he can tell that you're about to get really stressed about Urban. Ooh, don't like, like please me. don't talk about that evil man. Um, and he, I guess, called someone in the secondary and demanded an apology for calling him a rookie head coach. And I just think that that's like the fucking craziest shit ever. I just, I think if it was anybody else, I would be like huge balls but because it's him i just i hate him so much i hate him so much he gives me the ick. such a pussy he gives I wish me he would the block ick. me somebody was just asking me about you know, people ask me all the time about your takes on things kendra which is actually really funny and we're talking about auburn and we're talking about college football and i said one of the craziest days in our friendship we've been friends for almost five years is when the Jags hired Urban as their head coach. I don't think I've ever, like you just, <laughs> just like 
lost any will to continue <laughs> with anything. Like it was just the worst day. I would have to imagine that's like probably one of the top five worst days of your life. I cried. And yeah. then the worst part was that he got fired in the middle of the fucking night. So I didn't even get to enjoy it. I had to wake up to everyone's reactions and I didn't even get the fuck all of you. I said, I hated this man from the start and I was right. And everyone tried to drag me online. I didn't even get to do that. That season yeah. was wild. Just remember that. Like, I feel like I don't like think about that <laughs> as much as I should, but I was like, no, like I, I was, I was, on the phone or texting Kendra the entire day. It was I not a good time. Did not, not even time. get to enjoy it. And it makes me irrationally angry to this day. Not the book. Dude. Those are all I, your notes about how much you hate Urban Myers. I hate him so much. I swear to God, I have tweeted him at least once a month for two years to block me on the internet and he won't. And he's a coward. Okay, coward. Coward. And a loser and a hater. Okay. Oh my God, that should be our next merch drop. Urban Meyer is a coward. Tyler, it's time for your favorite segment. Yep. The moon. Oh, you guys are both on my homepage today. Uh oh. H- Haley, I'm going with you first. I never am on your homepage. It says, you and Haley D make a good team. We're good for early morning yoga, brunch dates, adrenaline rushes. Look out for complaining together, flightiness, and focusing too much on what other people think. Also, if you're new here, this is where I read our horoscope and we overreact to the T. Flighter, or what is it? Flightiness? Because we're jet setters. Nice. (laughs) Um, Me and Tyler are enjoying spending time together right now because we can communicate really easily. I don't mind a pity party where Tyler wants to say what everyone else is thinking. Wow. You do that. You do. You let's see if I Tyler has any I updates for the trees. It says that in life right now you're figuring out how to complete your thoughts. Do you agree with that? I'm always struggling to complete my thoughts. My brain goes <laughs> too fast for me. It says that we don't feel curious about each other right now. It says we all show should resist the urge to gossip, which means I think we should talk some shit. Oh, absolutely you should. Do we need to talk about your aliens? Why are your aliens in the horoscope section, by the way? Oh, I didn't even notice. Because they might live on the moon. Really? Uh, They don't live on my moon. They don't live on my moon either, but they might live on somebody's moon. I don't know. Titan? The moon of Mars? It's just Jupiter? like, well, we were gone. The government confirmed that there were aliens. and everyone Yeah, just casually. Like, Nobody really seems to care. Have I not heard about this? Wait, hold on. I don't yeah, know. Well, about I was this. up in uh, New England. They were just hey, like, yeah, aliens are real. The government straight up was like, yeah, we have aliens. We have their spaceships and we have their bodies. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody really cares. Are you just finding this out? It's been like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> She's did she freeze or is she just intently looking at her phone i think she's gone my laptop crashed wow what a what a friend they're listening well i guess we can close up close us out kendra dude the government just told Haley. government just silenced Haley. wow Wow. I don't even think we need closing thoughts. That's it. Oh, no, that's that's good. Uh, Wait, I gotta 
screenshot this so that I can make this an almost Saturday. Yeah, I can. I'll have the recording. I can oh. screenshot it after that. I don't have any closing thoughts. That's it. No, I don't have any closing thoughts. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> Rest in peace. Only tell the truth, what the hell you do, you got that juice, fresh squeeze too cute, I can tell you new, and it ain't just you, girl it ain't just you, it's your whole damn crew, got the haters on mute, cause they love that view, keep looking at you, ain't nothing new, this is not their world, they know you run the city, every town, every borough, they know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough, when Sundays are for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls, get them girl, get them Cause this is not their world They know you run the city Every town, every borough They know you keep it real Keep it classy, keep it thorough When Sundays are for the boys When Saturdays for the girls Get them girl, get them girl uh. Uh. It's Saturday, y'all uh. Saturdays and Celsius uh. With your hosts Kendra and Sarah Y'all know who it is. It's your boy K.R.